And that's why they don't say, let's light this popsicle. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, a podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I am Dan Ray. Right before we hit record, I said, let's light this popsicle. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. It's not a thing you do. It was like, light this firecracker, let's blow this popsicle stand, and I just like mush them together into nonsense. It's like when the waiter says, have a great dinner, like bon appetit or whatever, you can say, you too. And you too. They're not eating, so it's- They're not. Yeah. And then you feel stupid. Yeah. But I went ahead and just called myself out. Uh, how's it going? You know, not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Okay. I've had- uh, some fun gigs last few days. Got another one on Saturday um, at a new place, a vineyard uh, near here. And, uh, Ooh, schmancy. Yeah, it is. I think. I don't know. It's, I haven't been there, yeah. but uh, but we'll see. Yeah, it should be fun. Very nice. Uh, we're just still like in the the rhythm thing, trying to figure out like how all of this goes. Yeah. Um, we had the show on Saturday, and it was cool because we took our eldest with us, and he was our A two for uh, for our sound guy. And he did a good job. You know, I told him he would make 20 bucks if our guy said he did a good job. And then our drummer, like, appreciated the hustle and gave him another 20 bucks. Sweet. So he was like, boom. boom. You know, and then the very next day, he spent every dime of it. Sure. On a fishing pole. Well, that's... Because why not? That's a choice. That's interesting. Yeah. he's He likes to fish. He's got, like, we are... He's into things that, that are very different than my interests, but he is uh, passionate about things that he enjoys Good. and I yeah. uh, can't fault him for that. No, it's great. So yeah, uh, I don't have anything going on this weekend, which, you know, for the past couple of weeks, it's been pretty busy and um, it's nice to have a couple of bucks in my pocket and in uh, a weekend where I, uh, I don't have to do something if I don't want to. It's just party time. I don't know if it's party time. It's probably like sit on my butt time. That's good too. Which kind of feels like a party. It feels like a party. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And um, got some things are moving. Had three inquiries today about some stuff. Some stuff in October. Some stuff as far out as like February. So things are kind of moving That's and great. grooving. And um, yeah, I want to talk about the gig a little bit. I want to talk about uh, the video that we really re released last week. I think those are kind of the main nuggets of stuff I want to talk about. So. Yeah. I want to, I want to just talk about a technical mystery that happened on stage this last, uh, Please. this last weekend that I don't, I don't understand. And I, I didn't understand at the time. I don't understand any of the actions I took about it. And I still don't understand it. Not even to this day, to this moment. I don't understand it. Love it. Let's, let's talk. All right. So, uh, rehearsing last Saturday, I had, my guitar going direct, my vocal going direct, Taylor's vocal going direct, and Evan's bass going direct. All of this going through the PA into the through the the Soundcraft mixer into the yep. the uh, TurboSound tower. Yes, check tracking so far. And when Taylor got to the top of her volume range, there was this crackling noise in the speaker. Got crackling hmm. at the top of her range, and we to spend some time listening closely and pretty much got confident it was really happening in her signal. Um, didn't solve it at the time. Um, the, <laughs> the triple sound tower we I have set up in the practice room, um, fell on its head at one point, And so I was afraid maybe it was damaged to the speaker. Um, yeah. but I didn't do anything about it. Um, 
we got to the show that uh that the next day sun, sunday afternoon and yeah. um it was again the three of us uh we now have a bassist playing with cold iron ray sometimes uh, uh evan campfield is really great and and a recent music school grad and he can find the pattern to a song within about four bars yeah. and then he's got it like it's just he's just really really solid as a musician um, and, and a good good dude good hang so um so we're playing along and sure enough taylor's Taylor's channel's crackling again at what the very peak of like when she really gets to full scream, there's a crackle happening. And sometimes it's pretty bad. Um, but the only thing, so it's a different mic. It's a different yeah. mic cable. Mm-hmm. It's a different whole speaker tower. The whole speaker tower that I had stood up in the, in the band dorm is still there. I brought the other yeah. one of the pair. So it's different speakers, different mic, different cable. Yeah. Same channel. Same channel. Okay. Also same cable between the speaker, the, between the mixer and the speaker. Okay. I don't. Me neither. Okay. But I'm just yeah. isolating same, same. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at the break. This is, wh- this is where like tech support starts like, yeah, you know, Yeah, you start in. figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. So at the break, I took her out of channel three and I stuck her in channel six. Just to mm-hmm. see maybe, you know, if that preamp is failing, that would explain the whole thing. Yep. Crackle came with. Okay. We just played through the second set. I didn't put more energy into solving it. Um, maybe there's now I have had cases with this turbo sound IP 2000 where weird things in the signal chain are reproduced so accurately by the speakers that it sounds like the speakers are broken. Yeah. One time, um, my drummer's Tom, when he hit it, produced this thump, thump, thump afterward. And it felt like this. It sounded like the speakers were like, rattling or something and it turned out it was his headset mic hanging down the side of the snare that was bump bump bumping against the mic when he hit that against the the, the shell of the drum right that's what yeah, we were yeah. hearing but it, but it sounded like something physically happening in the speaker so i kind of feel like we're there that sound it sounds like a physical problem in the speaker and it might be but it also could be something in the signal chain that's causing that i yeah. guess i want to try it with a different cable between the mains output and the um the uh, speaker Taylor's voice, I guess, is the highest thing we're putting through it. Um, in terms of frequency, you think, you think it's like a, it could be a gain staging thing, like it's overdriving. Nothing, on the higher... in the, nothing in the mixer is in the red. Okay. Um, everything's gain staged, as far as I can see, pretty darn well. Um, you're running through any like effects sends or no? I mean, I have a I have a little compression on her, but I'd still see that in the in the in the um. I mean, just enough that I can see it compressing just a hair at the top of it, but um, yeah. but I don't have an unreasonable amount of makeup gain going on there. Um, and those effects have a ton of headroom. I wouldn't think they'd be disturbing yeah. there. Yeah, it's just it's it's always interesting. Like I find in my in ear mix when I'm like digging in, I'm I'm hearing my my vocals kind of sound like they're kind of overdriving. Uh-huh. But like my meters don't hit anything, and it's just something I guess I've grown accustomed to. It probably maybe something where like with a with the wireless mic, there's like some sort of gain staging, like from the microphone to the receiver, that may be driving it too much or something. But I've never really chased it down, and it apparently only I only hear it in my head. It doesn't sound that way out out front. So yeah, you know the question you just asked me though makes me think the next step is probably to put it into a completely neutral channel with no effects and no nothing you know, yeah. let, you zeroed all the way out and just regain stage her whole input. 
Um, I did set up the new channel I put her into kind of mimicking the layout and, and levels right, 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 of the right, old right, channel. Right. So I don't know, maybe I copied over something that's, that's overdriving in the, the Somewhere. compressor or something. Yeah. Um, so that is the next thing, you know, there's a, there's a thing that we computer programmers do. Um, there's a story about a software company where if you had to ask somebody a question about a problem you had, you first had to explain it to a rubber ducky that they had in the office. You mm-hmm. ask the rubber ducky the question. And an awful lot of the time, as you explained the question enough to ask the rubber ducky, you would come to the answer yourself. Yeah. So I think that may be what I've just done is rubber duckied my way to the, uh, the, uh, next so step. I'm, step the, in this. I'm the duck in this. In this case, you are. Analogy. The, you are okay. The duck. Yes. yes. Cool. 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 Yes, cool. Cool. Yes. Uh, that makes me feel good about myself. Well, in ways. Uh, um, yeah. you know, I, the other thing you did, you're talking about your turbo sound, you know, I, I'd sold mine. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I wasn't using it anymore and, um, ended up having to, re- I ended up giving their money back and taking it because really? it was, it was not functional huh. when, I, when they gave it to, I, I could have very easily gone, you know, caveat tour. This is Craigslist. Like, what do you want? But is they were people I knew. Um, and I did give them like the full court, like, Hey, this was working when I left. Yeah, I, I have absolutely no reason uh, to believe that m- I would have given you a faulty piece of equipment. Uh, you've had it for two weeks. Like I, I could just as soon say that this is something that you did uh, and you're just now talking to me about it. Uh, but I ended up taking it back and I haven't done anything with it. It's literally been sitting in my garage ever since. So I haven't had a chance to chase it down because frankly, I haven't had the need yeah. for it. Did they, I mean, they convinced you though, that it was defective on receipt. I, that <laughs> just remains being a to be good guy. Yeah. Yeah, to a fault, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, but like I've had some stuff break. You know, my microphone had to go off. Yeah. Um, one of our one of our Sennheiser packs uh, w- has been on the fritz. Uh, we pr- we pr- we did some uh, percussive troubleshooting on it um, at one show, and it worked for a little bit, and then uh, it did it again at another show. And I I had a spare, so I ended up just like you know syncing it to the you know the pack it was tied yeah. to and put that one away, but it's like, it's out of warranty. It's going to be 175, 200 bucks to fix. And it's, you know, I, I probably need to take that turbo sound to go get it looked at and I could still probably get it serviced and then sell it and still make a profit. But like, again, I just don't, I've got bigger fish to fry at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think me and turbo sound are going to have a future. That being said, uh, the YouTube channel, the turbo sound video that we did a couple of months back or it's been about a year probably at this point uh is still like one of our like still top performers like people cool people people be watching it yeah cool so yeah uh speaking of youtube stuff i uh i did tell dan that i i made a very stupid video <laughs> that is going to be released tomorrow i'm excited uh it is very unproductive and not helpful and i spent very very long on it uh and it i think clocks in at just under 45 seconds total uh it's like, yeah, it's a one joke video, but is it uh, what I'm afraid of is that this is like the thing that like takes off and then I'm like <laughs> stuck in this little lane for the, you know, for the time being. Yeah. But, you know, if you're preparing for something to be a viral hit, it probably won't be. For sure. And I guarantee and I promise we'll be back to useful information at some point. But this has been one of those stupid ideas that's been rolling around in my head. Enough's enough. It's Thursday. You have to put out a video tomorrow. Let's just get it done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so let's talk about some content stuff because, uh, last week 
I posted a video about um, something that I've tried and it worked really well. And now I've had two shows to kind of like test it against. And, and I think I've kind of landed on a couple of things and I know uh, implementation options and some, I, I've learned some stuff over the past, you know, two gigs uh, with this system. So uh, let's just dive right in. All right. Um, we released a video probably three, four weeks ago about landing pages, talking about things like Linktree or creating your own. And uh, in the Slack channel, all the people basically took our advice and they're saying that they're getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of results and, you know, money's coming in through that channel and it, it it's all well and good. And uh, we've been them uh, with signage. Wait, so so yeah, either we, like been, a, so start with say we we've been, and so we, the majority of the people who are using this technique are using it with signage, so they're using a um they're using some kind of poster or a retractable sign or something that has the QR code on it, and you know people can walk by and they can just walk up with their phone, take a picture of it, and it sends them to their their place. Yeah. So with the pop punk thing. I didn't have time and frankly, I didn't have budget to dedicate a bunch of stuff to the branding as far as like physical media goes, uh, because frankly, I didn't know if it was going to work or not. Right. And it didn't seem uh, wise to spend a bunch of money on a project that may or may not survive, you know, past the first outing. Uh, and also we were making no money on it. Uh, the, you know, I, Pull that night was one hundred dollars total, uh, which I then you know spent, and then some uh, to make sure that everybody had what they needed. Uh, so I was like, "All right, we got to do something to promote this. It's a sold out show. There's going to be a lot of people there. What can we do to get people to follow us and all of that kind of thing uh, with no budget?" So I opted to try uh, use the same technique but a different distribution method. So that distribution method was instead of you know, printing uh, little QR code cards out or handing out business cards or putting signs up or anything like that. I made a lock screen graphic that had our logo, our QR code, and a thing that said, scan this for more information. And as we were going to load in on the show, I sent that image to every member of the group that was playing that night. And I said, hey, put this as your lock screen. Uh, the intent being this like, okay, we're playing 30 minutes on stage, we don't have a lot of time and we're going to be standing around because we're going to, you know, hang out and whatever. Uh, so, you know, with three songs to go, I'm running my mouth and, you know, I've got plenty of footage to, to verify that I am very capable of, of doing that. But, um, three songs to go. I was like, Hey, you know, this has been a lot of fun. Really appreciate you guys coming out. You come see us again. Right. And, you know, got the response like, well, if you would like to find out what we've got going on, Come see one of us after our set. You can talk to anybody in the group. We've got this QR code in our phone. You can just take a picture of this and follow us on all the channels so you can tell, uh, you can find out what we're doing next. Uh, the set went great. The crowd was really receptive. It definitely showed that concept is viable and, you know, we're going to be pursuing it further. Uh, and then when the show was over, we loaded up all of our stuff for the next minute to go on. Uh, some of the guys ended up wandering around the, the club. I went out front. Uh, and we used this graphic yeah, like over and over and over again. And it was a massive success. Cool. 
you know, we had, I had people like hunting me down going, where's this thing? I need to take a picture of it. So it was, um, it was great. It was, it was a zero budget, you know, promotional tool that was very, very, very effective in that space. That's awesome. Uh, you know, with, with, you know, kind of starting on the ground floor, the high priority was get good footage, you know, maximize as much, you know, get as much traction as you can with the limited time that you've got. So that's what we did. You know, we took the footage and I've been cutting it up and posting it on social media and, you know, engaging with the people that were at the show. And we're, we're still getting like really good engagement off of those initial, uh, those initial leads from, you know, people who were at that gig. So um, I'm hoping that carries on. Uh, we've got the promo should be, I, I put the down payment on the guy to do the, to do the edits. Uh, so that should be ready to go in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, we'll keep, we'll keep at it. Cool. Um, the follow-up though, was that I did the same thing for members only when we did the eighties prom and the show was challenging on a number of levels. Um, first of all, it was a four piece. So I was the only guitar player. Uh, so I was pulling a lot of weight and, you know, wasn't super focused on, you know, anything in particular, cause I was focusing on everything else. Uh, we had a very tight turnover. They, they, <laughs> I sent, I sent the video to Dan and Mike, but, um, the space that we were using was a hotel ballroom that was being used uh, for professional wrestling before we started. Yeah. So uh, as they were clearing out the, a literal wrestling ring, um, we had to clear the stage, load it up, try to get lines and sound check done in under an hour. Mm. And then they opened the door like with when we, we still hadn't even sound checked. So um just a lot of challenges. We had we had power issues. We had issues with the Ableton rig. Like things did not go smoothly. Mm. Um, the other thing that happened was that because there were so many fires to put out, we did take a break. But when we took that break, like we all bolted because <laughs> we had we had to fix stuff. Yeah. Um, like literally, second song into the set, the power on my side of the stage died. Oh. So my amp died and the lights died and like worst case scenario, everything, everything went down. So uh, in between songs, I had to reroute our power uh, directly off of our, our front of house rig to get my amp to power back on. It was, it was, it was shaky stuff. It was yeah. not fun. Yeah. Um, and so the, the, the QR thing on a mobile device was not a good idea for that particular setup. Having, a retractable sign that was up while we were out would have been much more beneficial. Yeah. Um, the, the different, the, the reason why I'm, I'm really sold on the phone concept though, is that it, 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 it's two things. One, it is an opportunity for people to, you know, get all of your information, but it's also an excuse and a, um, and a challenge for, you know, the, the musicians to engage with the people who are there right? because the connection doesn't happen if you don't, initiated or you aren't present so that is is really where the rubber meets the road and in situations where that isn't possible it's not going to be the best option yes and so in this case it, it just wasn't the good news is is that once we kind of hammered out all of the you know the, the the sketchy parts the second set went great it really kind of like we all kind of like relaxed enough to enjoy it and uh we ended the night strong and it was it was a lot of fun but great. like man it was not fun for the first 40, 40 minutes or so. I get it. It was quite, quite scary. And I, I, I 
yeah it had been a while it it's also weird to be in a band that you've been doing for like five six years and it felt it didn't feel normal or easy or effortless like yeah i was like man we're really like we're putting a lot of work into this (laughs) this is usually you know it, it really was one of those moments where i was like it has been a year since we've done this. Yeah. And I, I said the same thing the last time when we played in Kingsport. It's it has not quite mm. it hasn't quite gelled back again. Yeah. And uh I you know it's a it's for a myriad of reasons, you know, we're 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 trying new we're trying a new system. We are trying to do these new arrangements where we've brought Ableton in like there's all of these moving parts that we haven't been used to. And so there's just growing pains. Yeah. And it's, oh, it sucks. <laughs> I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you know, it's like, just a matter of, it's just a matter of shows. It's just a matter of yeah. time. Yeah. It, it's just like anything else. You got to get your reps in yeah. and uh, we just got to get back on it. I'm, I'm to the place where my solo acoustic setup takes me 15, 20 minutes. Like I'm, I'm back mm-hmm. to sort of fully in a groove with that. Now setting up for another vocalist and a bassist, that was tricky. My, my, um, I exhausted my cable bag. I had to run down Uh-oh. to the, pre- the 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 storage room, the the practice room, to pick up a couple of additional XLRs because I was just out. Um, I was all set up well for exactly the cables I needed for solo acoustic plus a couple of spares, and yep. uh, that is not enough for three people with three mics. And <laughs> yeah, so I got that Pelican fifteen ten case, this big massive you know Pelican for for cables mm-hmm. and things, and like it's flat full and it's like. It's probably more in here than I need, but like, I I'm afraid to take anything out of it. For sure, yeah. It's just that's, it's it's the it's the Eagle Scout in me that's just like <laughs> that's I, right. I have to I have to be prepared right. for anything. Yeah, and I usually am. I have a cable file bag that is like a duffel bag with slots in it. Yeah, and um and it's fantastic. Um, and I was really shocked when I looked in it and like, dang, all my cables are used. <laughs> and I need more cables. What happened here? Yeah. Yeah. Now listen, apropos the QR code thing, uh, at the end of my trivia show last night, um, mm-hmm. I had a guy come up and say, Hey man, you got, you got like a Venmo. And I <laughs> simultaneously couldn't remember my Venmo, <laughs> Oops. which is bad. I, you know, they only let you have the one account per email address and I change its name yeah. depending on who I am that night. Right, so I couldn't right, remember right. the state that I'd left it in and it just been a while since I'd looked. Um, and I didn't have any of my business cards on me and they don't have my Venmo on me either. Yeah. And so I told him you could get me next time. Um, wow. You know, but if I, and, and really what was on my mind right then was, dang, I wish I had my QR code on my lock screen. That'd be, that'd make life so easy right now. I could just, we could solve that in an instant. So I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to, I'm going to take your advice on that and I'll report back about how that goes. Yeah. I, you know, whether you, whether you end up doing like, hard promotional materials or or this i don't think it's an either or kind of thing i still don't think i'm going to buy business cards anymore i just don't think it's an effective way to like engage with your audience if somebody wants to get in touch with you it's much easier for you to go just look at this yeah as opposed to giving them something because i've handed out more business cards than i could ever count i mean the the counterpoint of course is later they have it right but the turnover or the ROI on the number of cards that I have distributed versus the number of leads I have generated is not close. Yeah. So th- them having it later doesn't <laughs> seem to make any real difference. 
I don't know how many times yeah. I've like looked through my desk or like cleaning out something and I like pick out this card. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I have this card from like seven years ago. What am I like? I never followed up on this. Right. And and again, with the with the face-to-face thing is it it kind of forces them to do the thing that they say they want to do. Yeah. As opposed to like thinking like I'll get around to this because they won't. They won't. They won't. Yeah. Also, you can um you can design their experience. Yep. You know, I happened to um I bought the domain name giftfromdan.com. Yeah. And I set up a, a landing page there where people can sign up for my mailing list. And when they do, they get um to download a MP3 of a song that I recorded. Um and the joke that I they always make is uh, that's the gift. The gift from Dan is a song that I recorded. It's by Radiohead, so thank you're welcome or sorry, whichever. Um, because it's gonna be one or the other with Radiohead. However you feel. Yeah. Um but, you know, I've designed a little moment there, giftfromdan.com. And I stop, you know, at some point in the show, I stop and say, all right, it's time, to, time has come to take your phone out. Everyone needs to take your phone out right now. Just look at it and pull up a browser and go to giftfromdan.com. Um, and I kind of don't move on until I see them doing it. A couple of them, like at some point, they're like, all right, all right. And they show me my face on their phone. You know, yeah. they were, they're actually there. But it's like an, an interaction that I've designed that happens right in their hand. And uh, it's a very different thing from like, take this card, maybe call me. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just not as personal. Yeah. And it, it, it's not as uh resource rich as, as a landing, like a link tree or a, sure. or a custom page can be. Yes. So, yes. um, and again, like zero budget, it costs you $0 other than your time. Yeah. And, uh, they're, they're pretty easy to make. I, um, I did get an email from a guy who was like, it would have been really great if you had like shown the image and I really, realized that like I had taken a picture and it somehow didn't end up in the final video. So I ended up like going back and forth in like a number of times with like all of the pictures and like all of the details. Like, I, I did a full deep dive on how I set this up. Uh, and, um, it, it, you know, it was, it was super beneficial for him. And he, you know, it was, it was a, it was a cool conversation with a drummer out of Austin who uh, plays in a, in a hair metal tribute. And nice. It was just kind of cool. That's great. You know, it was, you know, a lot of times people can be, somewhat snarky on youtube comments and not engage but i was like email me i'll give it to you like no hesitation and he did yeah that's cool it's great do you have a, a place you go for like phone lock screen templates the sizing of them and the shaping of them and stuff so i'm using uh i use a graphics program called pixel meter pro on uh-huh. my mac uh i think it was like 30 bucks and they're like pro- like when you go to like fi- like new file uh they have them broken down into categories so there's like a there's like a legal, like there's like paper sizes and envelope sizes and video sizes and uh, social media sizes. There's also one called devices. Mm. And so it gives you the rough dimensions of the screen, but you do, it does take a little bit of trial and error because you've got icons in certain spaces. Uh, so you do, it, it took, it took a little bit of finagling. One thing I was having a hard time finding was, um, a template that showed the default location of all of the things that are on a lock screen. So, you know, I've got an iPhone 12 and, you know, by default, you've got the little lock icon, you've got a clock, you've got these two buttons on the bottom for the camera and Mm -hmm. for the, uh, for the Mm -hmm. flashlight. And so it did take a little bit of finagling to move things around. So I'd make something and I'd beam it to my phone and I put it on there and it would be a little off. And so I tweak it a little more. So, you know, it took a little bit of time to, to get dialed in. But the cool thing was, is that once I did that, then I made them for all of the other projects be- using the exact same template because once it was in the right spot, it was in the right spot. Yep. So. yep. Awesome. But, 
But if that's something that you're curious about or you need help finding the dimensions or anything, uh, shoot us an email, uh, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com or uh, DM us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, in the group or whatever. So, um, you know, we will we we'd be more than happy to uh, to help you get that set up. Dude. Yeah, I'm going to play with some tonight, actually. Good. Yep. I, you know, I have these um, I've made table cards. Yep. Um, that I set on tables that have a QR code on them just says it's great to be with you. And here's what this is. Um, I don't know if it was the one show that I used that I got a little bit of response on them, not a ton, but it was, a. it was an evening at a brew pub that there was a lot going on. There was a birthday party and I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't the focus of attention. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how they do on Saturday between that and, yeah, I- and what's on going to be on my phone. We'll get some QR code action. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't, there's no silver bullet. It's really just a matter of what do you want to prioritize as far as like budget for promotional materials? Like what is the maximum, you know, ROI that you can get, you know, dollars to donuts? Like what, what is going to give you the best value? And, you know, something that gives you anything for nothing is obviously the best value. It's infinite. And then it's, you know, it's just trying to find what kind of competes with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, members only getting a retractable QR code sign is a, is a done deal. It's got to happen. Sure. Um, I hope to have one uh, ready by the time we play our next public event, which is September 10th, um, just to kind of, you know, get the get that out of the way. It's it's one of the things that I have been meaning to do. Yeah. And um, as kind of things are picking up, we're getting deposits in. I've actually got a little bit of operating budget to put back in the <laughs> into the projects Good. now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And uh, there's still talk about this potential residency thing. Mm. Kind of, I've been playing phone tag with a guy all day today, so uh, I don't know where it stands as of right now. But it could be something, and it could like if it ends up happening the way that you know we've been talking about. Uh, we're talking like twenty grand over the next three months. Wow, it's not nothing. That's, oh, that's really not nothing. And that's just like a single, like a single standing situation. Cool. So for the for the band, be, the whole. Yes. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be making that, but the project. No, oh, that's plenty the, for the project. That's. Yeah. It's it's a lot of money for most people. Yeah. You know. Anyway. So we'll see. Just trying to again open hands. Yeah. Whatever whatever happens happens. Yeah. Case or Yeah. Very good. If anybody isn't playing on uh, October 23rd, let me know because I swear people I've gotten more inquiries about that one date than I can literally handle. There's something about that week before Halloween, like people are just like blowing up my spot all about it. That's cool. So any other uh, parting words? Any? I don't think so. What about that guitar, man? What's the status? Oh, so it's at the dock. Um the, uh, it, it, um, I bought it, it turns out just under two years ago and it has a two year warranty. Ha ha. Ha Bender gives us a two year warranty on that. And my guitar doctor, um, I'll shout him out for any local. It's, um, uh, Philip Poteet at Tone Technologies here in Greensboro. Fantastic guitar tech. Unbelievable. Um, you walk into his office, uh, space and he's often got like some kind of crazy electronics thing open on his desk and he's soldering and smoke's coming up. It's amazing. Um, turns out he is a certified vendor, whatever Technician. it is. Yeah, yeah. Something. Um, so he's got a quick line to their tech support and, and whatnot. And he's, his current theory is that the battery, the internal battery that charges over USB yeah. is bad in some way. 
and okay. died in some tragic fashion while I was playing. He um, uh, picked it up, plugged it in, it played. And then it started making this really weird noise, the same noise that it made on me. And yeah. then he plugged it into to charge and he left it there like for a couple of days and it never, the little LED never turned green. So mm. we're feeling like it's probably battery. Apparently Fender says, um, there's, so they're shipping a replacement battery and he can swap yeah. it out very quickly. Um, Fender says if it's not that, it is the circuit board and they don't have any. Ooh. Because circuit boards are, nobody has circuit boards right now. That's true. So uh, we're hoping it's the it's the battery. It feels like it is. I, I like I like his uh, diagnostic approach there very much. So let's well, just... yeah. I mean, if the light is lighting, then it then you know current is passing somehow. You would one would think. Yeah, but it's not charging properly. Yeah, and um, yeah, a PC board would be bad. Yes, yes. Because it's, I mean, it's the pooter that's yes, in, in yes, the thing. Yes, it's, it's, it's uh, this is going to be, that was my, you know, when it, when it died in my arms, um, I knew it was either going to be a cheap fix or an expensive one. Must have been something you said. It died in my arms that night. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing that I took to him, have I ever told you about my first guitar? Uh, the, is this the red one? The, the, red the sparkly one. red one? Sparkly yeah, red of course. One. Yeah. Early, um, Korean, it's a, Tanara brand. Don't Google it. There aren't any. It's not a thing. Um, feel free to Google it, but there aren't any. You won't find anything. It's well, yeah. It's like you know, it's one factory, and they're making the same guitar like twenty different ways, and like all these different like like twenty five like, years ago. Yeah, yeah. But like, um, yeah, somewhere in like the Tarada plant where they're 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 taking strats and they're putting like eighty different like brands brands on the headstock. Yeah, but it's sparkly red, and um, and That's it's the neck that I built my hands around when I was fourteen. You know, I bought it at a pawn yeah. shop in Salt Lake City for sixty bucks, and like no other guitars ever felt like it to me. And so uh, the electronics are shot. It's all um, for a while. It was making um, short noises in the switch, and then it stopped making any noises at all. So I have that into him now, and I've just said like, let's go nuts. I don't know, like make it do. Yeah, pick me some great pickups and i'd do locking tuners and uh you know i think i'm happy with the trim but you tell me like what, what are we gonna do with yeah. it so we'll see he's gonna hot rod that thing and we'll have nice. it be playable it'll be awesome very cool yeah yeah i don't have any other gear stuff other than just finding out that unfortunately like a bunch of my stuff is starting to break and i need to fix it yeah yeah oh oh i do uh, have one other thing um okay. I, I i know i showed uh you this but i don't think i've talked about it on the podcast i bought myself mm -hmm. a um a sure super 55 yeah. Um, which is that funky old, old style looking Elvis of, mic. Elvisy mic. Um, you have the black version of it, which is a special, special I edition. I do. Black on black. Yeah. The one that I have is silver with sort of a blue, uh, mm -hmm. blue body inside it. And, and it's nice. I will tell you, it's, it's nice. Um, smaller than I thought when I first started seeing into it, 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 it in my head, it was larger well, it, well, and that's because they, they did used to be they larger. Did used like to be, the, yeah. this, this format, you know, was, Lots of lots of different microphones were like this, right. but in varying shapes, configurations. So yeah, you and also people were smaller back then. So like when you hold <laughs> it in your hand, you know it, maybe you know maybe he had like the person that you were thinking of had like little maybe so. little baby hands. Maybe so. You know, I don't know. I don't know. We're better fed these days. It's um, true, but it sounds fantastic. And the the I've never been like I've always felt like the difference between. A, cardioid and a super cardioid mic. I don't, I don't know. Is that such a big deal? No, 
such a big deal. I will tell you, it is huge deal. Um, I can set up pretty much with my, um, my speaker, like right over my left shoulder and just fill a small house and my monitoring space with it. And it does great. There's no hint of feedback. So yeah, very, very happy with it. Yeah. You know, the, the, on the, the super 55 deluxes, it's, it's the, the, it's the beta 58 capsule on the inside. Yep. Yep. So it's a really nice capsule and it's got all this, all this room around it. Uh So, you know, plosives aside, which it does, it, 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 it's got, it's got issues with, you know, with plosives, but that aside, like they do, they sound great. My issue is that I'm, I'm, I'm a close micer. I'm very much like, I'm always up on my mics when I sing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, you know, for people who can gain it the right way and aren't, you know, inhaling the microphone, like I, I just have done by, by habit. Uh, they are, they're great bikes. I love mine. Um, I, it's such, it's I tend such to, a look, man. Yeah. I tend to sing really close too, but I'm finding myself giving it a little, little space with this form factor. It's, yeah. um, which feels, feels better to sing actually. And I think sounds better. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been really, really, I used it for the trivia two, two weeks of the trivia and, and, and I used it on Saturday. Um, and I'll use it again this Saturday. So, so have you gotten the, uh, the quick release? Yes mount for it yes. very good yes it's it's like requisite it's a whole it's a whole different uh thing yeah because i could i you know if i felt like kicking over to a sm58 i could just do it yeah it's yeah man congratulations yeah. they they are fun mics if you don't own a super 55 i can't recommend them enough they're it's just a, it was a good buy it's something to get yeah and when we first started th- that was the microphone i used this was our, my podcasting yeah. mic for for a long long time yeah. until i got the um the sm7 yeah. and then when, and then when it died I went back to it. So. Well, and you sang you sang the darkness into it. Well, for the video, you 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 lip synced the darkness into it. I did. I lip synced the darkness into it. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I used the 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 SM7 for for everything. Yeah. So. But that's showbiz, baby. That's how you do it. That is how you do it, uh, ladies and gents. But mostly gents. Thanks for tuning in once again. Uh, I felt like we were a bit more on uh, on focus. I got one random week. other thing to say then, since you just said Ooh. that. I've been, What's it? I've been noticing lately that on stage, on mic, when I'm doing the frontman thing, yep, the phrase "ladies and gentlemen" comes out of my mouth a lot, like a lot, completely unconsidered. Yeah. It's just automatic. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dan Ray. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I've decided I'm going to try to break that habit, partially because it's automatic and it's unthinking, and I don't really want to do anything in my performance that's un, unthought. Um, yeah, but also because it's not inclusive language. Not everyone on the planet is a lady or a gentleman. Hmm. So I'm just going to try and break that habit. I remember, I can't remember what, what celebrity roast it was, but it was, um, I think it was Norm Macdonald was doing these like old school, like roast jokes where he's like, uh, I know it says gentleman's room, but don't worry. So-and-so you can walk right in. They don't have a scoundrel's room. (laughs) I just thought that was a, like, I think it was like Bob Saget's roast and like everybody is like dying. Like they're literally like, they can't even, and he's doing these like terrible jokes, but like just killing. Yeah. Just because of the delivery. But yeah, yeah. I've heard, uh, I say folks a lot. Folks, yeah. Or you guys. You guys is just kind of like a funny way to like address a large group of strangers. <laughs> it's very, it feels, it's very inclusive in a sense. Like it, it's, it's familiar. Yeah. Like, listen, you guys, like, it sounds like something you would say if you, if you knew a bunch of people. And I think I got that from um, Michael Ian Black's stand up. He referred wow. to the audience as you guys the entire time. Yeah. And I just thought like, the, the first of all, the way he said it and just the idea that you would like, 
be in a room with like a thousand people and refer to them as like the three people in you your in, like in your living room. Yeah. Yeah. Like listen, that. you guys. Listen, you guys. I like it. It's good. But yeah, I've, I've tried I've tried brothers and sisters. I've tried all kinds of different things. Yeah. But I think folks and you guys are kind folks, of my go to friends. Something. Something. I'll I'll find I'll find the right expression of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now can we end the show? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Guys, once again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you want to support us, you can do that a number of ways. Uh, and I'll let Adam take it from here. But uh, that'll be it for this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of August 27th, 2021. Have a great week. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! (laughs) 